Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. My name is Dave Taylor. Normally, I would have uh, you know, a musical intro, everything else. Uh, I think this particular episode will will keep it quiet. Uh, thanks for joining us. We're a wrestling podcast out of Virginia. Uh, we're 106.9 The Fox, Def 99's only wrestling podcast. You can find us there under the media tab on the websites, fm99.com and 1069thefox.com. Uh, you can check out a recent episode, uh, including one we just interviewed Gunther, uh, WWE Intercontinental Champion. Uh, but this particular episode, we're going to pay tribute to two wrestlers and um, both with big impacts in, in the business. The iconic uh, Terry Funk, who passed away on August 23rd, and Bray Wyatt, who passed away unexpectedly on August 24th. And just... Uh, it's ter- terrible news uh, with uh, with Bray Wyatt, as uh, we learned uh, yesterday. Uh, Triple H uh, sending a tweet out at about 630 in the afternoon saying, uh, just received a call from WWE Hall of Famer Mike Rotunda, who informed us the tragic news that our WWE family member for life, Wyndham Rotunda, also known as Bray Wyatt, unexpectedly passed away earlier today. Our thoughts are with this family, and we ask that everyone respect their privacy at this time. Bray Wyatt, as we knew him, was uh, 36 years old. Uh, of course, the uh, the son of IRS, Mike Rotunda. And, uh, yeah, this one uh, hurts. Uh, you know, Bray had quite the interesting characters uh, throughout the years with the, the Wyatt family. Uh, which uh, featured uh, the, the late Luke Harper, also had Eric Rowan in the group, had Braun Strowman in there at one time as well. And then you had the uh, the Fiend character, you know, kind of like this, uh, like, like, like a kid's talk show host. You had that, and then you had this, um, you know, the, the new Bray Wyatt that we got uh, last year with the uh, the big return and everything, which was highly anticipated. And uh, you know, the last time uh, he wrestled was the uh, the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match with LA Knight at the Royal Rumble. We saw him, you know, not too long after that with the Undertaker in the ring. And you know, there were talks that uh, you know there's going to be a program where you know, Bray was going to challenge you to the winner between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, and we're going to get that match at Mania. And then um, that match, uh, you know, between him and Bobby, uh, then it was off. Uh, and we didn't really know what was going on. You know, we heard various reports of things. And, um, you know, uh, Bray, uh, from reports uh, getting COVID-19 uh, in February of 2023. And according to uh, Sean Ross of uh, Fightful.com, uh, this is uh, what he wrote. He says, I was given permission to reveal that earlier this year, Wyndham Rotunda, Bray Wyatt, had COVID and expirated a heart issue. He said there were a lot of positive progress towards a return in his recovery. Unfortunately, today, he suffered a heart attack and passed away. So that that's what happened there. Um, and I'm sure uh, SmackDown tonight will, will pay tribute to Bray Wyatt, and I can imagine uh, the Raw Monday as well. It's, it's almost like mentally, you know, they're going to need uh, to get through these two shows 
And then I know next weekend they, they have the payback event. But, uh, yeah, this this one's tough. Uh, Bray's career is in, you know, has been up and down in in, in so many ways. Uh, you know, we saw him, you know, he's a part of uh, the Nexus. That was like the first time we saw him in WWE. If you go back to uh, 2010, because he uh, wrestled as Husky Harris. So he made his uh, debut with Michael McGillicuddy, who was uh, Mr. Perfect's son. And he was part of the Nexus for a while. And then, you know, CM Punk took over Nexus as well. And then uh, and then he went back to uh, Florida Championship Wrestling. And then in 2012, you know, uh, the whole Bray Wyatt thing came together. Down in, uh, in NXT. And and then uh, he started, uh, you know, started seeing vignettes of him in WWE at the time. And it's just such a memorable character. Uh, and especially with the uh, the Wyatt family as well, and with uh, with Rowan and Harper, and uh, you know, I mean, the match that they had against the Shield, were before the match even started, and people were chanting, "This is awesome!" Uh, I mean, the match is fantastic, by the way. It was it was it was just so good, and, and you know, the things he did. Uh, you know, he had the match against Cena at Mania, where a lot of people were upset because uh, he didn't win. And, uh, you know, that he had the match against Taker at Mania. And then, and then you had, uh, you know, him finally winning a, a world championship, uh, a, a great elimination chamber match, and then defeating AJ Styles to capture the championship. He had the match at Mania against Randy Orton. Not, not a great match. Uh, you know, it was, it was bizarre. Uh, but it was great to see him win the gold. He did win the gold, uh, you know, during the uh, pandemic, you know, as the Fiend character. I mean, the Fiend was was, was just so different, you know, and, and up and down in so many ways, you know, because he came and he wrestled Finn Balor, and you know, you just, you know, it was such a spectacle, you know, with 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 uh, with that moment, you know, and you're just like, what did I just see? And then, you know, it's like somebody decided for whatever reason to. You know, to do that Hell in the Cell match, you know, whatever was going on there. And uh, that was just crazy. Uh, then you had, um, you know, him winning the uh, championship from Braun Strowman. And then they had the uh, match where uh, Roman Reigns wins the championship. And Roman's still the champion after all these years later. Uh, I know there's some stuff that I'm, I'm skipping over time there. You know, the, I'm not going to take that the Goldberg match or uh, uh, some of the other stuff. Um, you know, the uh, TV show segments were great when you were doing the kids show. But such a unique character. It not only just as Bray Wyatt with the rocking chair and everything else. And he's got the whole world in his hands. And then he comes back and creates this fiend character. It just seemed like this invincible monster. Uh, you know, the strap match against Daniel Bryan is fantastic. Some of the other matches, uh, you know, you know, it was it was really interesting in, in some ways. Uh, and of course, you had the uh, you had the infamous match with John Cena at Mania during the pandemic, which you know at, at that point John wasn't going to take a lot of bumps, you know. So they just <laughs> shot this very bizarre thing 
almost like an alternate uh, reality of uh, John Cena went heel. It was just crazy stuff. And, of course, you know, the big comeback last year and, uh, uh, you know, at the end of the uh, pay-per-view and everything, and you know, they're like, ah, oh, this is going to be it. And then, um, you know, here's this other character. And, and his promos, you know, came from the heart. You know, his, his promos just uh, seemed to be this, you know, from the heart character and all, everything he talked about. And it just seemed like so sincere, which you don't always get that from certain people. But it was almost like he, he took you behind the curtain a little bit. You know, when he when he started, uh, you know, when it was at, uh, October 8th, you know, he came back in extreme roles. And then all these promos on SmackDown, you're like, yeah, hey, what's going on here? And then he, you know, started feuding with uh, L.A. Knight. At the time. Ugh. There you go. Bray Wyatt. A very eclectic career. Very original career as well. And, um, you know, he uh, leaves behind, uh, I think, am I assuming this right? Four kids as well. Um, two daughters from the first marriage. And then he had two with uh, JoJo. Oh man. So uh yeah, that is uh that's tough. So uh thank you, Bray, for everything you've done. I got to see Russell a couple of times uh at some house shows back with the uh, Daniel Bryan feud was going on, which was really bizarre at the time. Uh that was uh right before CM Punk quit. Uh that was when Daniel was uh part of the uh, the Wyatt family, uh being brainwashed and everything. And then um you had uh uh, the other match when he was champion, when he fought Luke Harper. So that is Bray Wyatt. That is Bray. All right. Uh, Terry Funk, the Funker. Man, what a career. If you are younger in the wrestling world, Terry Funk, he, he is he is hardcore. He is the guy that created hardcore. Uh, the stuff that uh, that guy did throughout his years. And I'm just going to give you like like a, a brief list of some things. Uh, and I'm just skimming the surface, by the way. Um, but, uh, you know, long before we saw him in the WWE in the 80s or WWF then, uh, you know, he won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in 1975. He uh, defeated uh, Jack Briscoe. He even held the title for like 14 months. That was, uh, was pretty cool, you know, that he got to have that reign. And then, uh, you know, and, and you can go find this one on YouTube, but in 1981, Back when it was the uh, Continental Wrestling Association, he feuded with Jerry Lawler, and he had a. Uh, and, and how cool is this? An empty arena match. Yeah, so all they had was uh, you know they had a guy, the guy doing camera photographer taking pictures, and then Lance Russell calling the action. And uh, this, this is just so cool that that they you know would tape this kind of match, and. Uh, you know, because it's almost like, hey, this is what it would like during the pandemic. Well, we'll go back then. And just the physicality of it for two guys doing this for television was incredible. Because that, that's not something, you know, we've always gotten back then. You know, it was always uh, selling, you know, what we're going to see at, at the next house show. That's usually how wrestling was back then. Well, we're going to, ah, the rematch is going to be tonight. We're going to talk about the rematch. You know, you have their TV matches or whatever. Then, you know, the big main events, you got to come to the arena and watch them. Uh, yeah, I first saw uh, Funk in, in 85, 86, uh, WWF. 
And I always remember, uh, you know, his uh, his brother, uh, they called him, uh, you know, Haas Funk, Dory Funk. And they would, uh, you know, they had a feud with Hulk Hogan. Uh, he had the matches with uh, Junkyard Dog and Tito Santana at WrestleMania 2. Mania, the second Mania, you know, not great. However, the match between the Funk Brothers and Santana and Junkyard Dog, uh, pretty entertaining to watch. Uh, Terry Funk just doing so many awesome things in that match. It was just incredible. What's even more credible with what he's doing in the match, that, you know, he was you know, older than 40 at that time. And the bumps that he was taking, you know, he even got slammed through the, through one of the tables at ringside. Uh, I do go watch that match at WrestleMania too. You want to see some great Terry Funk. Uh, then Terry, I, I tell you, this is crazy. He goes to WCW in the late eighties and he fused with, uh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair just wins the, uh, the championship uh, from Ricky Steamboat. They had this little interview thing because Funk was doing these interviews. And then uh, Funk attacks Flair. Powell drives him through a table. It was crazy. And, th- and then you had this uh, match uh, or one time. And th- th- this was crazy because you had a uh, a match where uh, Flair and Sting defeated uh, Muda and Dick Slater at the one of the Clash of the Champions. And... Terry Funk, and you couldn't do this now because the outreach would be crazy, used a plastic bag to try to suffocate Ric Flair in television. Yeah, that happened. Also, and I know I'm getting the timeline screwed up, but the I Quit match uh, between Flair and Funk, one of the greatest matches of all time you're going to see. Yes, a five-star match from Meltzer, five-star match from me. Not that my uh, ratings mean anything. Uh, but the Flair Funk match at uh, Clash of the Champions 9 is incredible. Uh, it's supposed to be a, a retirement match. And, uh, you know, Funk yelling, I quit. And then, you know, Funk turning uh, face after that. Uh, it's just, oh, it was great stuff. Uh, that Just fantastic stuff. Of course, he was in ECW in the 90s. And then he came back to WWE uh, in 97. And, uh, you know, then eventually, you know, became Chainsaw Charlie, you know, the character. They had the big match. You know, it, it, you can tell, I can tell you this. When Chainsaw Charlie showed up, it was almost like Mick Foley. Like, it was just so happy. You could just see it in his face. Like, legit happiness. You know, they had the big feud with the, the New Age Outlaws. And then, uh, you know, they won the championship at WrestleMania. And, the, and then, uh, you know, lose the titles back to the Outlaws for the next night. You know. <laughs> Oh, man. And, of course, the Hell in the Cell match, which, you know, he didn't wrestle in, but he played a part of that because he bought uh, Cactus uh, Mankind some time, you know, when uh, Mankind went through the went through the top of the cage and stuff. So it's just, uh, dude, had such a memorable career. I, in the 90s, and I want to say this is like 94, 95, uh, there was an uh, independent show, and it was, you know, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, fighting Terry Funk. And, and I went to go watch it because I wanted to go see these guys wrestle. And I kind of knew, like, there wasn't going to be a winner. I don't know. I just kind of knew. And, uh, you know, they made an event, and they had this wild brawl all over the place. Ended up both being counted out, as you would just kind of expect. But it was just fun watching just two hardcore guys just go at it, you know. I, I just kind of knew, like, watching, like, we're not going to get a winner here, but we're going to get something fun. And, and that was pretty cool. I You know, he did go back to WCW a little bit. Uh, 2000, 2001, but you know, he was the, uh, 
WCW commissioner uh, for a while, but that, that didn't last too long. And then occasionally we'd see him in WWE and stuff making appearances. You know, uh, probably uh, more famously recently was him uh, doing the uh, presenting a Dean Ambrose with a, a chainsaw. Uh, back in uh, God, was 2016 for uh, Mania 32 for Dean's match with uh, Brock Lesnar and stuff. Uh, got in the Hall of Fame 2009. And just, uh, and by the way, it's Japan stuff. I didn't even mention that. The, uh, those, uh, those death, those Texas death matches. Dude took some sick bumps with barbed wire. The ECW one night stand event, uh, was just insane as well. The dude was, like I said, hardcore. Like he, he came back, you know, wrestled that, uh, match at, uh, one night stand. It was just, Holy cow, um, what this guy did and, and, and just able to survive all these things, you know, the, the ring fire matches and stuff. Um, you know, the no rope barbed wire exploding barbed wire boards and ring exploding time bomb death match. Yeah, so Terry would do a lot of these death matches in the 90s. Uh, YouTube's got a lot of stuff. If you want to talk about going down the rabbit hole or see what's on... Uh, on the Peacock or WWE Network, depending where you are. But there you go. But uh, Terry, uh, you know, went through a lot of stuff, uh, especially in his last days. Uh, you know, different people said, you know, he wasn't doing quite well or he's a assisted living facility. But uh, Terry passed away on August 23rd at the age of 79. But, uh, man, just uh, phenomenal. Just a great promo. And a guy went all out for business all the time. Just having fun doing it, man. Just uh, one of the greatest of all time. So there you go. Uh, Terry Funk, Bray Wyatt. I'm going to pay tribute to you with a 10-bell salute. There you go. That's this week's episode of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. As we remember Terry Funk, Bray Wyatt, two uniquely individuals who who, who did a lot in wrestling so much. Uh, it sucks to lose Bray so 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 early in life. You know, just uh, you just don't know. And Terry Funk, man, go go down the Funk rabbit hole if you're not familiar. You're going to see stuff. And realize uh, the influence that this guy had, especially with hardcore stuff, uh, the promos, because he, he he could do it all. One of the greatest of all time, the Funker. Man, oh, man. Ah, man, that's this week's episode of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, uh, 1069fox.com, fm99.com, under the media tab. Facebook, Twitter, ESPR99. And uh, well, you're listening to us on the podcast app. You get to search ESPR Wrestling. And check out some of our previous episodes. Uh, we got some big stuff coming up. And we're going to preview all in AEW's big show. So that'll be our next episode. You can check out the uh, Gunther episode previously if you missed that one. And as always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Have a good day.